Hello, everybody, and welcome to this webinar with Sellafield. After the huge success of the webinar last year, we've decided to run another. So Sellafield has been advertising their roles with us now for over 10 years, and they also sponsor the Gradcracker Toolkit. So the brand new Gradcracker Toolkit is out now, so you can see a copy of this here. Um, it is basically a sector guide for STEM students. So if you want to know more about the sectors that are open to you um, and also top tips with, for when you're job hunting, go to your career service today and pick one up. Alternatively, go to the Gradcracker, click on Toolkit on the top menu and you can be able to see the online version. So Sellafield has sponsored Toolkit, so they've got a double page spread all about the nuclear and energy sector. So what we'll do today is we'll start the webinar by speaking to Molly. So thanks for joining us again, Molly. Uh, Molly was on the webinar last year. And then we'll move on to grads, Michael, Omal, Anna and Ginger. So Molly, um, could you tell the audience a little bit more about you and your role at Sellafield? Yeah, of course. So it's lovely to see everybody again um, a year on. So my name is Molly. I work within the recruitment team here at Sellafield. Um, so I joined the business about two years ago and I joined the early careers recruitment team. So we looked after the recruitment and onboarding of all graduates, students and apprentices. Um, it's lovely to see the four grads on today because I recruited them last year. So it's nice to see them um, and know that they're getting on well. Yeah. I've recently moved into a slightly different role um, as a recruitment advisor within the business, but still working very closely um, with the early careers space. So our graduate schemes, placement schemes and our degree and apprentice schemes as well. Yeah, thank you, Marlene. And tell everybody a little bit more about Sellafield as an organisation. Yep, so at Sellafield we're here to create a clean and safe environment for future generations and if you join us or you look to join us you will see and hear that a lot because we really do live and breathe it. Yeah. So we're cleaning up the birthplace of the UK's nuclear industry and by doing this we generate growth and employment so that's within West Cumbria and where our main site is based in Risley, the Warrington area where we also have our design offices um, and then on top of that, we generate employment through our supply chain too, um, with more than 40,000 people in our supply chain partners uh, who really are the best of the best. Yeah. And our 11,000 people for workforce that we have here at Sellafield itself. It just blows my mind how big Sellafield is and wow. how many people you employ there. Honestly, mm -hmm. every year when you tell us those numbers, it, yeah, takes my breath away. So mm -hmm. um, I know Molly just mentioned about all of the, the students that you get to see, you know, four of the grads here. And um, having spoken to many, many students over the years, I bet there's quite a few misconceptions that you kind of have to tackle um, either about Sellafield in general or the nuclear industry. And um, what kind of um, misconceptions would you like to myth bust as part of this webinar? Yeah, so the main one that we get and we see it throughout applications as well. And sometimes we hear it further on um, is that Sellafield is a nuclear power plant and that we produce nuclear power. We yeah. don't. Um, so we don't do anything like that. Some of the grads on here today might have thought that they maybe thought that right at, at the start when they heard of Sellafield. Um, so main thing, just do some research and, and look into what we do. So that's the main myth. Um, another one as well, um, some people can be quite quite cautious, quite scared to come up and work on the Sellafield site because it can sound really dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, there is so many safety precautions in place and, and the grads on today will know that nothing yeah. is um, on a whim everything is very planned out and, and it's made that every everything and safety is at the forefront so don't be worried either it's not a dangerous place to be yeah got quite a few smiles there when you said that molly so i'm guessing that everybody kind of agrees with you as part of this and so what i want to do now is um meet the grads and tell us a little bit more about your stories and um, so michael i'm just going to start with you could you tell the audience about where you went to university and what did you study yeah, uh, afternoon everyone. Uh, so I studied avionic systems at the University of Liverpool. Uh, I was there for four years, did an integrated master's. Um, basically, it's like a big foundational electrical and aerospace engineering. So that was my degree. Perfect. And we'll find about a little bit more about the transition between your degree and why you chose Sellafield later on um, when, when I hand over to Sophie. Omal, um, tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, so where you went to uni and what did you study? Hi everyone. Um, so I went to Cardiff Uni. I studied chemistry for four years, and uh, like Michael, I did an integrated masters. So I graduated uh, last last July. Last July, perfect. Long time so, ago. Long time ago. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Anna. Yeah. On to you. 
Hi everyone. So I went to Sheffield Hallam. I started off doing mechanical engineering with a year in industry. I didn't do that at Sellafield, unfortunately. I did mm. that at Otacompu in Sheffield, which still works. I then went on and did a master's at Sheffield Hallam again in international business. Perfect. And then you went to Sellafield. And then I ended up. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. And Ginger. Hi everyone, so I also did an integrated master's in earth and environmental science at Lancaster University. Fantastic, thanks very much Ginger. And it's worth saying that all of the grads here found their roles on Grad Cracker. And um, so when Molly was talking before about, you know, doing your research, making sure you know all about Sellafield, Grad Cracker is the place to do that. So pick up the toolkit, like I've just mentioned before, go to the Sellafield hub um, and find out lots of information about them as a business, as an organisation. Um, and hear from the, the profiles of the graduates and interns um, which have got the, the employer profiles on the hub. Um, so what I'm going to do now is go on to the top fact round, one of my favourite rounds. And Molly, I'm going to start with you. Yep, so my top fact about Sellafield is that the Sellafield site itself is the size of six Wembley stadiums. And also just a, a nice fact to add in there to let everybody know this year is that we are recruiting for our biggest ever graduate intake with 150 graduate vacancies on offer. Lots of opportunities and Molly will talk to us a little bit later on about those as well. And um, so thank you, Molly. On to you, Michael. Yeah, uh, my fact of the day is uh, the waste house that Sellafield were being radioactive for 100,000 years. So pretty long term. Pretty long term, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Oh, Mal. Um, I was going to say that uh, as part of our scheme and the role, they get plenty of opportunities to go and plant doors and uh, a lot of visits. So uh, there's lots of opportunities. And you want to talk about site visits, don't you, as well, Mel? Because Anna is the expert at those. Oh, I'm Anna just doing the it then. <laughs> 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 Anna, before I have said, don't ask me about the site visits. <laughs> I'm, not going to, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm not going to do that. Tell us, tell us about your top facts. My top back, sorry, yeah, I will talk about the plant tours later because they're a bit extracurricular, you could call them. Oh, um, yeah, like it. I will talk about it, don't worry. Um, touching <laughs> on from what Molly said, you're not expected to walk around six Wembley stadiums. We do actually have our own bus system, so you can jump on a bus to get from site to site around the site. It is yeah. very large. That's for the 11,000 plus people. Mm -hmm. um, we also have um, an armed police force called the CNC, which is Civil Nuclear Constabulary. I said mm -hmm. that correctly. Well <laughs> yeah, they'll look after all the nuclear waste all day, every day, and they do that around England as well. Perfect. Thank you very much, Anna and Ginger. So my top fact is that Sellafield had reprocessed nearly 60,000 tonnes of spent fuel, which was more than half the amount of spent fuel reprocessed anywhere in the world. Wow. wow. Brilliant. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Ginger. Um, Molly, so can you give the audience um, a bit of an overview of the opportunities that you've got open? So currently on your hub on Gradcracker, you do have 16 graduate opportunities which are open so tell us a little bit more about those and what's to be um, opening soon in September and November. Yeah so the graduate roles that we have listed at the moment and um, we have 16 as you mentioned on the Grand Cracker Hub and yeah. um, they are all for our two-year graduate program so uh, September late September maybe early October 2024 start and mm -hmm. um, all two-year schemes and they range so there really is something for everyone so if you have studied um, engineering at university we have engineering and maintenance schemes along with some really good commissioning and construction schemes that are based up in the Cumbria site yeah then on the other side we have our RISLI design offices and we have design engineering schemes and Michael's on one of those schemes now and mm -hmm. um, all four disciplines electrical chemical civil mechanical and then if you're more with the science and the maths background, we have our technical scheme, um, environmental, which Ginger is on the environmental scheme. Um, and then we also have some schemes that are quite unique to Sellafield itself. So we have a radiological protection and safety support scheme, a safety case scheme and an operation scheme available. These are quite unique to Sellafield. So if you're wanting something that you're not going to get somewhere else, those are some really interesting schemes to look into. And then as well, um, some interesting ones like architecture, building surveying, they were relatively new last year and we've, we've yeah. got those as well. And then your ICT and cyber, 
along with if you're not in that engineering um, category we do have project management commercial business and finance so there is so many and it really covers everyone so there is something okay and just thinking from a student's point of view molly can they apply to more than one opportunity or do they just need to be focused on on the one um role that they want to have they, they want to apply to yeah they can um if they'd like to we do try to suit you into the scheme that's best for you and yeah. um, so that you know, we do have you on the right path from the start um for the students that are watching as well we have student opportunities going live at the end of september so that's 12 month industrial placements to be done as part of your university course and your 10 week summer placements as well um, so they will go live at the end of september and then at the start of november we will have our degree apprenticeship schemes going live and our apprenticeship schemes and they will be also be on the Greg Cracker Hub so everyone can find out more about them on there. Fabulous thank you very much Molly so just to shout out if you're looking for your graduate position they are open now for you to go and apply to and um, make sure watch the webinar first and then apply to them afterwards um, and if you are a student or looking for a degree apprenticeship follow Sellerfield on Grad Cracker today and then when they do go live on our site and um, you'll receive an email and push notification um, before I go on to hand over to Sophie, we've, we've spoken a lot about the Sellerfield site, um, but Michael, talk to us a little bit more what the Risley site looks like. Uh, so the Risley site is a design office. It's got about, oh, about 1,500, 2,000 employees now. Yeah. Um, you've got every kind of engineering you could think of going on in there. It's just an office, so there's no like site yeah. or... Uh, you know, it's smart formal wear going in okay. um situated in risley so smack bang in the middle of liverpool mm -hmm. manchester so it's quite a nice area to be in to be yeah, fair definitely. Um, yeah and there's quite a few people there though isn't there so you mentioned between 1500 and 2000 so yeah you've got that community. Think it's 2000 now yeah perfect yeah super thank you very much michael sophie here's the button thank you my love um yeah, I want to kind of start by finding out a little bit more from you guys before we kind of dive into your roles um, about what made Sellerfield kind of stand out to you and why you wanted to apply to them. Um, I know all of you use Gradcracker and obviously use Gradcracker to do all of your research and find the roles and also watch the Sellerfield webinar last year. Um, but it'd be great if you could give us kind of some some key things that really made it um, a place that you wanted to go and work. So starting with you, Michael. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, there were many, uh, but obviously for the for the sake of time, I'll limit it to one. Um, I think it's important just to mention at the start that I was at the start of my fourth year when I was on Grad Cracker and I was on this webinar and I was looking at all this kind of stuff and I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, which was quite important in my decision making. When I went on Grad Cracker and I found this, I realised after a bit of research that it's simply no ordinary job. Um, after research into it, like I knew I'd be seeing things that I don't normally see every day. Um, the complexity and the severity of all the different things uh, and problems going on with Sellafield uh, at the site at the moment and all the huge and quite frankly mad projects that they're undertaking to tackle them, it really made it stand out. Um, I knew the work could be quite important and it's a very hazardous site and it's serious for the safety of the UK. So I felt that the work that I'd be doing would be valuable and it'd be quite exciting. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I applied. Amazing. And did you know that you would be based in Risley when you applied or were you thinking that you'd be based at the overall Sellafield site? Uh, yeah, so when I looked at the roles on Grab Cracker, um, they, they, they made it quite clear that mm -hmm. design would be based down in Risley mm -hmm. and the other types of engineering would be on site and I did look at like both I think just I'm from quite a designy background I did mm -hmm. some stuff at school uh doing that so I kind of wanted to stay within design rather than kind of be on site and um, yeah and yeah so I applied for um, perfect and just kind of leading on from that because you you mentioned at the beginning that you did avionic systems at university which obviously doesn't naturally kind of associate with nuclear um what kind of made you yeah. go from that background to actually then going to work in nuclear nuclear what what how did, and also how did you know that your skills would be applicable in the industry um so 
I literally, it was it was quite lucky actually. Um, I did a module on nuclear physics mm-hmm. uh, in my th- third year, and I made me realise that okay, the nuclear industry is really interesting. Maybe I'll look into a career in nuclear or something like that. Okay. Um, and I went on grad cracker. I was expecting like as we said before, like nuclear powered generating. And then mm-hmm. when I found this, I kind of thought, this is just another kettle of fish altogether. So I was like, right, maybe go for this instead. And uh, my degree was about like, we'll say roughly 70% electrical engineering, 30% aerospace. So yeah. then I had I thought I had a good I had a good chance of like being equipped enough mentally and skillfully yeah. to mm-hmm. be electrical engineer. So I applied. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. I think that's a really good point for our audience to take away that no matter what you're studying, there are opportunities out there and your skills are so transferable to different industries. Even if you are studying something, say, as niche as avionic systems, there are still so many companies that want that skills and want that transferable skills into their industry. So do be open minded when you're looking for your roles as well. Um, so thanks for that, Michael. Um, Omal, I'm going to come to you next. So what was it about Sellafield that made you want to apply? Um, I think for me, uh, like similar to, to Michael, I, I went on grad crack and I look um, at the hub on there. I look at the profiles of past graduates and things like that. And um, I really like what I saw in terms of what they got up to and the opportunities that they had. And um, I'm on the technical scheme and I had a look at the sort of past technical graduates and they got a lot of varied type of work. And for me, when I was picking Sort of looking at grad jobs I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do at that time I think um, my degree could be quite flexible in, in what the, the type of work that I would go into so this showed me that it was a really interesting industry and also there's a lot of different opportunities to do a lot of different things in, mm-hmm. in that industry so uh, that really attracted me and also um, I think I saw the manifesto and uh, you'll hear if you, if you do uh, come to Selfield, you hear a lot about it, and uh, it is very important um, for us. And uh, that really came across through the websites and everything that I looked at. So I thought that was um, a really good way to, um, a really good thing to have, I think, for, uh, for someone you work. Yeah. Amazing. I think I think you're right. You know, just from the last couple of years doing these webinars with Sellafield, the variety really does stand out. And I think that's a really attractive prospect for a lot of students. So thank you, Omal. Um, Anna, coming to you next, what made you choose Sellafield? Well, I was pretty open when I was looking, you know, I was happy to go anywhere. All I knew is that I didn't want to, I want to go into projects. I learned that from my year in industry, although I was a mechanical engineer, I learned that I wanted to go into projects. That's what I kind of thrived on, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of that communication and organizational aspect. But I knew I wanted to be on large scale projects. I didn't want to be on product development, for example. So Mm -hmm. Sellafield put a big tick in that box and yeah. it still does yeah, <laughs> the projects awesome. are, the projects are large um <laughs> three other quick things I wanted to say um people don't really touch on it but it is a very competitive salary um so mm-hmm. that is really good you really do get paid for what you do I mean everyone will back me up on this we do have some responsibility not some yeah. in fact a lot we are working mm-hmm. and we do get paid for that as well mm-hmm. um my I'm on the project program and project controls placement so I get to go on four different placements which I think is amazing it's vital yeah. to mm-hmm. my development I'm seeing all corners of Sullivan which is great mm-hmm. and it is arguably the nicest place to live in England. The lakes are absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It is a very, very nice place to be. I don't like traffic anymore. I've lived the high life up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Those are all really ama- important yeah. things um, that you've kind of pointed out there. And you're right. The location just is unparalleled, you know, yeah. um, having that on your doorstep is brilliant. So thank you, Anna. And um, we are obviously going to come back to you and find out more about your roles, because I, I kind of want to touch upon a couple of things that you've, you, we've mentioned before in, in kind of the run up to the webinar as well. Um, and Ginger, finally, with you, can you let us know what was it about Sellafield that made you want to apply? Yep. So... I actually learned quite a bit about Sellafield during my degree, but mm-hmm. more from an environmental perspective. Yeah. And then I'd gone on to do further research about it, for my master's dissertation. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it was already a place of interest to me for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, I was pretty much sold by the fact that the environment grad scheme is structured in such a way to give you the most exposure to all environmental aspects of the business, which I really liked. 
-hmm. as well as the opportunity to gain chartership and the guidance that you get towards achieving that as well Mm -hmm. yeah and then I also really like the fact that there was going to be such a large cohort of graduates yeah I bet yeah yeah no, that's brilliant. And this just shows the importance of doing your research as well. You know, you obviously did a lot of research into what the scheme involved, you know, what, what exposure you were going to get. Um, and then, you know, obviously where it could take you in your future career, which obviously will have come across in your application. So it is very important to really get a good understanding of the schemes before you apply. So thank you for that, Ginger. I think that gives a good insight. Um, I'm going to come back around everybody now just to find out a little bit more about your current roles and kind of the teams that you're working in. So, Michael, starting with you, I know you mentioned that you're a design engineer and you're in the design team at Risley. Um, but can you tell us, you know, what does that mean um, and what does a team that you work in actually do? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm a CE&I design engineer. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what I meant at the start either. <laughs> control, control, electrical, instrumentation. Um, initially, I thought that was like throw some cables down. Uh, <laughs> turns out it's not. Uh, it's an awful lot more. Um, the, the three main areas of electrical engineering that's kind of split up. Um, so I work predominantly now for the control systems team. So that mainly looks at like how we automate processes. Like we've got a lot of remote handling, cranes, robots, like automated ground vehicles, like you name it. Like So... Yeah, I work on that kind of thing at the moment. Okay, wow. Um, and how many um, people are in that particular team that you work with, Michael? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, it's a weird kind of um, split. So you don't actually have like a design team. You've got loads mm-hmm. of different projects. So I work for a project called SRP. Okay. Um, it's a long, it's a long, long acronym. So I'm not even trying to pronounce <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> But so within there, so you've got like, you say you have your SRP uh, project. Within that, you've got your four different disciplines of engineering. So control, uh, sorry, control, electrical instrumentation, process, mechanical, and civil. Mm-hmm. So I'm within the electrical space or the control systems team. And then that's what I look at. So it's not just one big design team. It's split by yeah. projects. Then you've got other parts of the building where they only focus on certain like say types of engineering mm-hmm. so I'm also part of a team that looks at control systems across every project and we deal with like the much more like hard to kind of grasp issues and very specific problems that take specialist advice from my higher ups not me I've only been there a year so I just like to <laughs> help out one, one day one day <laughs> no that's great I was I was literally yeah. just about to ask you how long yeah. you'd been at Sellafield yeah. but you said that so I was like, you've got a lot of responsibility here. Yeah, so I'm um, coming up to, coming up to, I think with a 11 and a half months, I think. Oh, so okay. almost a year. Mm-hmm. Our so induction is a week, uh, a year ago next week or something like that. Or it was our induction week. That feels Aww, long, happy anniversary, guys. I was going to say that, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Um so, yeah, we'll come back, Michael, um, in a little while, because we're going to go into detail about some of the projects that y- you guys have been involved in. But that gives a good, as a good starting point as to kind of the team and, and the environment that you work in. So thank you for that. Um, Omar, coming to you next, could you tell us a little bit more about your current role, what you do, the team that you work in? OK, yeah, so um, that's sort of been a bit of a standard change for me because I've just started a new placement. So okay. um I will tell you a bit about both, I think, because they're completely different and it's very exciting. Um, so in my first year, I just I was in the encapsulation plants technical team. So this was a plant basing team. I was on the cell field site um, every day that was in the office uh, working on the plants for any technical justification that they needed uh, to get anything through the plants and also looking after the stores. Uh, and that was uh, a really challenging role because it was very different every day because we didn't really have a set job role. It was whatever the plants needed, mm-hmm. uh, we did, I guess. And so we obviously we had our like normal tasks that we did, but it was very much prioritization, uh, prioritized whatever came up with the plants and the stores and things like that. Um, but just last week, I started a new placement with the uh, integrated waste management team. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm in their strategy team now, um, sort of having a, look at the um, planned strategies across sites. And I thought um, 
that would be a really interesting way to get a better view of what's actually going on around the site as well. Amazing. So is that your second placement? And will that take you through to the end of the graduate scheme now? No. So I'm I'm on the technical scheme. So we have two placements. We have um, a base team placement for 18 months and then a six months secondment. So my okay. base team placement uh, is the encapsulation plants technical team. And then I'll be with um, this new uh, IWM strategy placement um, for six months. And then I'll go back to uh, the encapsulation plants um, for the final six months of the scheme. Brilliant. And how much kind of, uh, you just said then that you, this was an area that you wanted to work in. So did you have quite a lot of input as into your, the, the six months of comment that you had? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was yeah. uh, very, very self driven. Um, obviously, I, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. And then I went to speak to my line manager and we get mentors and they were really helpful in encouraging me to find the right people to speak to, to organize that. And once I did find the people, it was really simple to uh, arrange it all it was, it's a very well trod path so mm -hmm. um, it was a very smooth sailing uh, experience for me and yeah it is what you want to do though and no one mm -hmm. told me I had to go into this I found it and said yeah this is the area that I want that's great and I think that's so nice that you do have that kind of control as to where you want to go and especially with an organization like Sellerfield as we've touched upon with the variety of opportunities that are out there that you could potentially do anything that you, you wanted to but um, it's great that you have the control over of where you go next so thank you for giving us that insight um, Omar. Um, Anna I'm going to come to you next um, about to find out a little bit more about what you do and the team you're in, because as you mentioned, you are on the programme project management scheme. Um, I also kind of want to ask, because you came from a mechanical engineering background, then did um, international business and are now on a non-technical scheme. So it'd be great to hear about kind of that journey and why you decided to go down the non-technical route as well. So it all kind of came from my year in industry. I mean, I liked mm -hmm. mechanical engineering, I found it, I wasn't bad at it to say or anything like <laughs> that, but my strengths are in the kind of communication and the organizational aspects. Mm -hmm. I'm very headstrong in that way. And it's kind of a perfect fit for projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I would say to everyone, don't be alarmed if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to stay in engineering yeah. because mm -hmm. it's, it's not a bad thing. It's actually really helped me because mm -hmm. if when I go on site and see the engineers like Michael's side of engineering, CS and I always forget as well I do mm. communicate with them they sometimes come up to site we'll have meetings with them so my kind of ish background knowledge of mechanical engineering actually does really really help so you, yeah. I'll still have it in there I can you know make some more educated suggestions <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I thought projects where I was want to go and, uh, and I applied and I'm really loving it and it was definitely the right decision um mm. like Amal said he chooses his secondments on mm -hmm. my scheme we don't choose but I think mm -hmm. there's benefits to that as well there's benefits yeah. to both. um mm -hmm. ours get chosen all four but our team are constantly looking at our competencies we have to meet throughout mm -hmm. the scheme yeah. so they're fitting us in roles to make sure we meet them and obviously we're doing four mm -hmm. so it is it's, it's just a bit easier to slot us around and move us around to make sure that we don't end up in the same so we have four value schemes at Sellerfield so sometimes people would tend to choose one that they're enjoying or they felt comfortable mm -hmm. in yeah and that would kind of knock them back development wise mm -hmm. if that makes sense so it's yeah. actually sometimes good to be thrown somewhere you might initially not want to go yeah, yeah. Um, and it's gone really well for me so far so <laughs> <laughs> but of course if there is somewhere you really really want to go you can obviously ask to do that and that sure. can be worked out for you if you have a good mm. business case you'll learn a lot about business cases <laughs> <laughs> you have to make a business case for everything yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so my first placement was in program management and I was in the yeah. end states capability program so we did things like create stakeholder engagement plans schedule plans for the technical end states team to support them in coming up with how they're going to remediate the site what mm -hmm. section is going to be what state each section is going to be in you know it might not be a grass field but you'll learn mm -hmm. about that when you come and <laughs> um, <laughs> my current placement now I'm actually working on the golf ball we call it which is the wind scale advanced gas called reactor the acronym right. for that's wagger um, <laughs> you'll see when hopefully when you join Sellerfield why it's called the golf ball 
or you could just google it (laughs) (laughs) that's a very exciting project I work and support the project manager with that and as I touched on before I work with a lot of people we work with a lot of contractors I work with engineers commercial teams design teams you know every corner so that's a really Mm -hmm. good placement to be in my team I sit with about six people in the office but as I keep saying you talk to a lot more people than that. yeah (laughs) yeah Again, variety is the spice of life, it sounds like. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. You don't <laughs> get bored. Yeah. <laughs> and are all of your placements, um, uh, Anna, are they all based at the actual Sellafield site or would you be potentially be based at Risley at one point as well or is it all for you at Sellafield? We typically wouldn't on the yeah. programme project. Oh, I've got to make an acronym for this. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's another acronym. I can't do that one. Um, so, we wouldn't go down to Risley typically um, unless you kind of ended up in a design project team. Yeah. Very few do go down there. So to be okay. honest, no. Yeah. No, it's good to know. It's good to know. Um, brilliant. Okay. Um, and finally, Ginger, could you tell us a little bit more about what your role entails and the team that you're in? Yeah. So my role is a graduate environmental advisor. And currently I'm a few months into completing my second nine month placement in a delivery area on site. Um, This area basically is looks after and stores special material. Mm -hmm. So that involves ensuring that the facilities are compliant with environmental regulations that are given to us by the environment agency, which is Mm -hmm. our regulator, and also keeping the safety cases, environment safety cases even up to date. Mm-hmm. and undertaking continuous approval audits things like that um my team at the moment is basically falls under what's called the ehns umbrella so that stands for environment health and safety mm-hmm. so the teams will basically have people in environment and then people in safety so environment advisors and safety advisors yeah so that's interesting um that differs from my first nine month placement which is in corporate off-site someone's site at the moment and that was off-site Okay. And that was in a team of purely environment people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been it's been different going from one to the other. With like yeah. A different um, team dynamic in that year. I can imagine that obviously at a site like Sellafield, the environmental aspect is so incredibly important mm-hmm. that it must 100%. be so well regulated, as you said. There's so much yeah. um, to kind of comply with, but also so much to learn, um, even though you've obviously come from a degree background in environmental science. But then applying that to real life must be quite different, I, I imagine. Honestly, there has been <laughs> so much to learn and there yeah. still is so much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with you, actually, Ginger. And, and as we kind of move on to talk about some of the key projects or, or things that have stood out as part of your career so far. Um, so could you tell us, you know, if you can, in any detail, kind of one of the, the key yeah. projects that you've been involved in? Yes, so... At the moment, I'm currently completing my first objective in the area that I've moved into. So I'm writing an environment case for a facility in my area that mm-hmm. has recently entered its new phase, which is called okay. post-operational clean-out. So when it was operational, its purpose was to turn recovered liquid product from the reprocessing side of things, because that's what site used to do. Mm-hmm. So it turns that product into a stable oxide powder that's suitable okay. for storage, but that process is completely finished now. So what I'm doing is I'm writing the new environment case for its cleanup phase. And this is a document that's written in accordance with the standard ISO 14001, which is an international standard for an environment management management system. And so this document will look into the environmental impacts of the facility, mm-hmm. um, the mitigations that are in place to ensure that we remain compliant, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So to ensure that we're in compliance with the permits that are issued to us by the EA, the Environment Agency. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, that will be due for to hand in basically in November. Mm-hmm. And the paper will go into what's called scrutiny, which is a committee where you have those people in the room, duty holders, stakeholders, um, people in operations, people in engineering, and they'll go through it page by page by page. Yeah, that's <laughs> for approval so okay. but that's a nerve-wracking time <laughs> I bet it is <laughs> and a lot of responsibility very early mm. on again that yeah you know you know something that's so important um yeah. 
to the to the business and then kind of being scrutinized and you're thinking I've only been here nine months you know this is (laughs) um so following you know that scrutinizing would that then go on to say Michael's team or somebody else's team to kind of then implement the actual cleanup and the next phase then yep yeah. yeah, so that's why you have to have all the engineering and operations people in the room because they'll mm-hmm. be the ones to implement yeah. it. So if I've written something and they're like, oh, no, we can't do that, then, you know, that discussion has to be had. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a very collaborative process, which mm-hmm. I like because then I get to engage with people outside mm-hmm. of my capability environment, mm-hmm. which yeah. is good. Yeah. And it also sounds like the writing of, of, of that document is very scientific, but also very kind of commercial as well. You have to have both heads on it at each time to to write that and it be understood by non-technical and technical personnel. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does have to be very well explained. Yeah. <laughs> I do not envy you. So, <laughs> um, no, that's that's great, Ginger. Thank you so much for giving us insight into to what you've been working on so far. Um, Michael, I'm going to come back to you now. Um, if you could enlighten us about one of the, your favourite projects or one of the key projects you've been involved in. Uh, yeah. Um, so when I, see and I obviously, when I joined, I went to BEPS2, which is right there with me now, Box Encapsulation <laughs> Plant Product Store 2. Right. Okay. Yeah, not one of well them. Well done. <laughs> um, so it's basically like a big vault um for the waste on site we put it into big cubed boxes that are made out of steel and we mm-hmm. shut them away in vaults so that they can't harm anyone um that's probably like in the middle of its design phase we were looking at kind of for in my team specifically we're looking at how we're going to power the building so where are we going to lay like the cable routings what do we need to consider um that was really really interesting and it gave me like the the first big thing that i noticed with it is I chose to be uh, on the electrical side, like rather than mechanical or civil. Um, I was dealing with them with since day one. It's like you know, you want to, like, say for example, you want to put something in some place, but like the civil engineers have just designed a wall there, and, and like mechanicals need a vent going through or something. It's very, very collaborative. Like you kind of have to, as I said before, we're in our separate teams. So I'm the C and I team, but it doesn't feel like that in the office because like day-to-day you'd be working with mechanical to be like right how can we compromise so our solution here so that's what I did in my first uh six months um probably uh, the same as Omal uh, as design engineers I believe it's all design engineering you get to choose four seconds okay. as I said you can go to the projects you like but you can also kind of weigh up with what's really good for my development mm, like yeah. I've only worked on new builds so far so major projects so like as Amal said, he's like, could we work on things that are actually on site specifically now? We're looking mm-hmm. at things that we're designing things that could be installed like around 2030. So okay. we're looking future rather than at the moment. I think quite a lot of design is like that originally. Uh for the comment I'm on now, so I'm just about to finish. And uh I'm doing I'm working for SRP, which is Sellafield product and residue store retreatment plant. God, I did not think I was going to be able to do that now. <laughs> but um, I was working. So I was working for them. Um, we have vaults on site which have some of our most more dangerous waste, and they're in degrading waste packages. So this is a plant that looks at basically repackaging the waste and putting it back in. Um, so as I said, I then moved to the control side. This is probably like my favorite project so far. To be fair, worked on the control system side where we're looking at. How can we justify the all the like the security of the things that we're using? So we use a lot of remote handling, a lot of like robots, because obviously you can't really put humans into the area. Mm. So it's like, well, how can we make sure that's uptight and secure? How can we design them perfectly? Do we need to modify them mm-hmm. uh, and things like that? So yeah, I've, I've loved that. Um, I'm actually moving up to the Sellafield site in two weeks' time. Oh, um, so I'll be doing something. I'll probably keep that and uh, say that for a while. Um, but yeah, so I'm moving my next one up to site rather than staying down in Risley. And then I'll come back down afterwards to another six months to come in Risley. I was actually going to ask you, Michael, whether you had the opportunity to go and kind mm. of work physically on site. So I yeah, think that's yeah, obviously so, going to be really uh, valuable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I might as well touch on it now. Um, with regards to like, different kind of engineering pathways the different things that suit your development um mm-hmm. so for me as a design engineer it's quite handy for me to 
go up and experience site where mm -hmm. I'm not going to be doing design engineering at all. So I'll be doing plant and reliability engineering when I go up there. I'll be working for in retrievals. So on a site that's physically pulling waste out day by day. Um, and it just gives me the experience to go up, see that. Would I prefer it? Would I not? And if it doesn't, if I want to stay mm -hmm. design, well, I've got all that background of experience. So I see how the things work. We're based like 130 odd miles away yeah. um, from site. So it's nice to kind of come up and get that experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really good that the way that you're thinking there of, okay, it's com something completely different, but I want to make sure that I've experienced that to ensure that I'm in the right place for my, the rest of my career. Mm. Um, and I think that's, you know, a, a way that we would encourage all graduates and, and people looking to apply to be thinking that, you know, don't just stay in your comfort zone, make sure you kind of look, look outside of that and take opportunities that you maybe haven't considered before, but actually might suit you really, really well. So um, I think that's a really good Good tip there, Michael. There's a lot there, of, advice. A lot of mm. advice from like your higher ups yeah. who kind of help you out and say, I think this might be good for you. Yeah. Do this kind of thing. So yeah. Great. Thank you very much. And coming across to you, Anna, now, if you could tell us a little bit more about the projects that you've been involved in. So at the moment I'm on the WAGA project, Windscale Advanced Gas Cool Reactor. A bit easier than Michael's one. <laughs> <laughs> the golf ball again. Yeah. Um so I don't work on any interesting ponds or any interesting waste stuff or anything mm. like that. But the interesting thing about my project at the moment is the amount of responsibility I've got. I've only been mm. in it six months and I'm effectively leading a project, which is just amazing, something I really mm. enjoy. So the project I'm working on, we call it Soft Strip, which is effectively redundant equipment clearance. So mm. that's in the reactor building. The reactor was already taken out, but at the moment mm. there's redundant everything. Mm -hmm. scaffolding ventilation ducting old electrical panels everything so I run a team a contracted team who strip all this stuff out I deal with issues they come across one of our big issues across the site is asbestos mm -hmm. believe it or okay. not it's not yeah. all nuclear issues <laughs> asbestos yeah. is a big issue so obviously I mean Ginger was saying about the environment and all the safety things there is a lot of processes to go through so mm -hmm. you do hit a lot of problems with that um, so I run the team. So day to day, I prioritize their work, mm -hmm. check in daily, weekly meetings with all the stakeholders, report back to the seller field side of things. How is this project going? And we've actually been doing so well that we were granted increased funding um, oh, wow. a couple of months back. So we've actually uplifted two teams. So mm -hmm. I was involved in creating the contract for that. So going out to the contractors, getting quotations. Is this feasible? Do they have enough capability to give us this? Um, and then going over to the commercial team, getting that contract written up, getting relevant paperwork signs. You'll learn at Sellafield a lot of paperwork. But that's mm -hmm. okay. I'm sure it's like that in every industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got that contract signed up um, and we're good to go. Now we've got two teams running, which is a bit of an increased workload, but projects mm -hmm. is very busy. So it's a good place to be. Um, aside from that, you know, I approve payment applications, um, constant communications and writing sanction papers to get mm -hmm. again more funding mm -hmm. and everything at Sellit Field is in the millions and plus so yeah. I don't think you're mm -hmm. going to be asking for a little bit of money you're asking for a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why all our paperwork is so important and yeah then, and takes probably quite a lot of time yeah. and thought and yeah exactly yeah. And everything you do has value it's quite an yeah. interesting project this one because I've got demonstrable progress things are being taken out yeah. we've been working mm -hmm. for around 12 months and we've got rid of 85 tons of waste wow. so we're wow. Yeah, we've just a team of 10 lads working there at the moment. If any mm -hmm. women, women want to go work with them, please do. So I can, <laughs> stop, I can stop saying lads. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing really well. And it's re really good to be involved with so many people, as I yeah. said before. Yeah. no that's great and it sounds like you've got access to so many different types of people as well in that role you've got like you said um previously you know that technical knowledge will come in handy um and you know you've got exposure to to really like high volume transactions and things like that so that's uh yeah amazing um Omal, i'm going to come to you now to find out a little bit more about your project so far as well Sorry, did Am you I... see me then? No. Yes, yeah, sorry. sorry yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh gosh, have I gone mute? <laughs> no, no, sorry, that was just uh, my speaker cutting out for a minute there. But, no, um, no so, uh, like, like I said, I've just started my placement and already, um, like everyone else has said, they, they do 
you're not just sitting there on your placements. They they give you work. You're there. You're there to really help out, and make a difference. So um, a couple of big things that I'm doing right now is um, uh, my favorite thing at the moment is definitely um, I'm putting together a bit of a technical overview on all the treatment and conditioning plants uh, across site. So what I'm basically doing is just going to people and asking them to tell me what their plants do, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because I get to go and learn about everything that's going on site, basically uh, putting all the, the technical information, uh, digesting it, uh, making it sort of understandable and, and writing it out, making it uh, easily accessible to anyone that wants to, to, to know about a certain plant or a certain facility and they haven't got the time to go and speak, have hour-long meetings with each and every person they, they, they uh, want to go and speak to. So I'm putting that together one of the first things I've been doing. That's just really rewarding in terms of what I wanted from the placement, which was to learn more about site. And this definitely, definitely takes that box for me. Yeah. So I'm very happy with that. And yeah. A bit technical understanding as well. Wow. Um, That's a lot that so far, just in one placement, because you said that you'd only been there in the last six months. I started last week. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, amazing. Yeah, I started that last week. I'm also fitting uh, to do writing a report for the environment agency as well on um, why we have a certain type of waste stored as we do, and that's requiring a lot of stakeholder engagement across all um, the four value streams that I think was I mentioned before. So um, that's also been very, very scrutinised. So like I said, they, they, they don't just have you sitting there and say, oh, look, we have a graduate scheme. You really do get a lot out of it and um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of work to be done. And what, what are your plans following this six months um, placement? Um, I know you said that you then go back to your first team, but looking to the future, what would be the kind of the next step after that? Um, so, provided that um, you have a successful crowd scheme, I think most, most uh, everyone does, um, we'll hopefully offer a, a permanent role afterwards, and that can be, I'm not sure how it is to the engineers. Um, that is most likely going to be with my base team um, yeah. that I start with, but also there's, there's room to, to talk about that as well. If if you much prefer your uh, secondary placement, then I think there's a there's, there's room to have that conversation to say, right, this is what this person would prefer, and um, and then you can work something out like that. So I'm, like I said, I've, I've only been in this placement for a week now, so mm-hmm. I I'm very much enjoying it, but um, I'll probably cross that bridge um, when when it comes to my yeah. appraisal in, in six months. So yeah. um, I think. Definitely, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. I really enjoy my old job as well. So it's going to be a very difficult decision for me. Uh, I have to speak to my chartership mentor to see where uh, they think that I'll probably do best in terms of my mm-hmm. chartership and professional development. So um, I've got a lot of support for that decision as well. Um, yeah. Amazing. Um, so I think it sounds like, you know, all of you are going to have a lot of input into the kind of the next the next phase after you mm-hmm. finish your the graduate schemes um, as to what what you do next. Um, but I kind of want to move a little bit away from the day job now um, and find out what else is on offer at Sellafield. So I know this is always a really important part for our um, students and graduates. You know, what else could they get involved in at um, an organisation? So from social events, networking groups, sports, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that side of things. I'm going to start with you, Ginger. Yeah, so there are so many different things to get involved in. I'm not going to steal the shine from some of the grad council members here. They'll talk more <laughs> about that. But they do put on a lot. They do a lot of work for us. Um, there are different networks that you can join at the company, different um, sports events that are put on. And then even like outside of work, there are still so many different activities you can get involved in I mean we're in the Lake District mm-hmm. as Anna said the most beautiful part of the country I personally mm-hmm. love exploring it myself but mm-hmm. yeah there are definitely lots to do outside of the day job mm-hmm. but I'll let Anna and talk more about how they get involved in that <laughs> okay I'm intrigued now so Anna I'm going to come to you can you tell us more <laughs> yeah Ginger's right there is a lot going on um mm-hmm. the Lake District is beautiful um I d- just want to mention that um when you come to Centerfield, you'll have a week-long induction with everyone. I think there's going to be like 150 of you, I think Molly said. Um, yeah. That is absolutely amazing to make friends. That kind of touches on 
what I would say my main advice is get involved in everything, join every single group chat. Um, it's my main advice, you must get <laughs> yeah. that in there. Um, but the Grad Council, um, you get to apply for the Grad Council. Um, there's many different roles. There's plant tours, fundraising, there's community and education on there. You know, a Grad, um, I can't remember, it's called Grad Coordinator, you're called him, mm-hmm. aren't you? You know, he's in charge, he's yes, the boss. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm plant tours, and the reason I applied for this one is I think it's vital to see the plant um, around the site, different plants. You know, you mm. don't get to see, even if you have four placements like me, there is a lot mm. more than four projects going on. Yeah. Mm. So we organise tours for the graduates. And we don't just organise them around the site. We organise them externally. We we went to NAMRC, which is Nuclear Advanced Manufacturing Research Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, we went down to Springfields in Preston. We're going to Hartlepool soon. You know, there's a lot to see. It's also good to learn about how the wider industry operates, the things mm-hmm. they're doing, take learning from them. So it's, it's just a great thing to get involved in as well. So you've got a lot to sign up for. Um, mm-hmm. I wish we had some of the um, education team on here. There is a lot of volunteering opportunities to get involved yeah. in. A lot. You'll, you'll get emails a lot and you'll, you'll want to do everything, but remember yeah, yeah. You're, you're working as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Anna. Um, Omar, anything to add? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, as Anna said, um, I'm one of the coordinators of the council. Um, and we basically help each and every part of the council. With this. We have our social techs who put on amazing social for us um, every month, basically. Uh, they're outdoor, indoor. There's lots of walking, you know, meals, um, going away, things like that. Um, because, obviously, some people have moved quite a long way. Um, to, yeah. to come up to West Cumbria um, and also we have our social sex in Risley as well um, so it is quite daunting and as mm. people have been saying there's going to be 150 people and that's amazing because yeah. I mean so I, I went to I went on holiday with some people I just met last year uh, mm. just last weekend so you do mm. make fast friends very quickly um, there's and like everyone else has been saying, it's a Lake District. I think I've seen so many pictures of Anna on a paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, I, I did buy a paddleboard, and actually, two other grads bought the same paddleboard, each in a different colour. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's um, so much to get involved in and do. So, we run, um, I've organised a badminton group um, that play every week. Um, there's football. I think there's netball now as well and uh, basketball every week as well. So there's wow. so much that that's just a, um, coming together and organising ourselves. So mm-hmm. that will always still be running. Um, so there's always, always stuff to do outside of work. And like Anna said as well, the volunteering, um, there's uh, a lot of like school-based activities, mentoring, you can be a tutor for uh, some local school kids, things mm-hmm. like that. There's uh, a lot to get involved in that is not right. just fun, it's also personal development as well. Mm. um so yeah it'll really help you in the long run amazing thank you so much well it's been amazing hearing about all your day-to-day stuff as well as the social aspect um but I'm going to hand back to Carla and Molly now because I want everybody to know how exactly to apply to these roles because I know everybody's going to be rushing off after this webinar so over to you Carla yeah absolutely thanks so amazing opportunities and experiences that you've all had and um, well done big shout out well done for the acronyms as well I don't remember yeah, all you of did those. really well <laughs> really really well um, so Molly let's chat through the um, recruitment process yeah of course and um, so it's probably worth noting to everybody that I know the four graduates on today said they've done integrated masters and they've done master's mm. degree that's just pure coincidence and um, yeah. a lot of opportunities are um available from bachelor degree um level and um, all of the all of that will be on the grad cracker hub as well and it'll be noted on all of the jobs but if you follow through the grad cracker hub um, and through the advertisements on there it will take you to our website now we have quite an exciting new step this year mm-hmm. called the realistic job preview so you'll notice at the bottom of the advert there's a link you can paste into your browser there's a little bit of advice on what browser you're using and, and how it works and it, it comes up, it's a little bit like a test, um, but it just assesses your answers on certain scenarios. And by that, a score can decide whether you would suit one of our graduate schemes and um, taking into account what we look for in our graduates and our locations and things like that. Um, it, the test might advise you at the end that we don't think the scheme is su- not suitable, but we might not think you enjoy it as much. So it's worth a bit more research if you do get a response like that. Um, 
but it gives you the chance to know whether you're on the right path straight from the start. And then following that, you can apply um, via our website, um, which the Grad Cropper Hub will take you to. Um, we will do online testing. The online testing stage you do online at home yourself. That will happen throughout September, October time. And then we'll have video interviews that take place throughout October, November. And then we finish off with a virtual assessment centre. And those will be throughout November and December. So we will keep you informed um, on, on the different stages, but that's our graduate process. Perfect. And what have you got any deadlines, Molly, that students need to keep to? Um, off the top of my head, we do, Carla, and I can't think of them. Um, but we signs <laughs> on all of the emails. Um, yeah. but they might change from now. Um, up until the time that we we start these activities. One yeah. thing would say: keep checking your emails and check your junk, and um, yes. because are expecting a lot of applications we do try and give you a call first but in the modern day not a lot of people answer the phone so we will no. reach out um so check your junk because our email address sometimes does end up sitting in your junk mm -hmm. folders yeah and answer your phones come on molly's going to be ringing you she wants to speak to you um, <laughs> and molly I, I mean the grads have said about the amazing opportunities that are on offer at sellerfield but is there anything that you want to pick out um and tell the students who are watching what what would be the key benefit to you yeah i think it's just the variety like you've mentioned yeah um, yeah there really is something for everyone if you are currently on a path that you want to continue that will be supported if you're like Anna, who starts a path and then decides actually you want to go down a different route, you'll be supported there as well. And some secondments that the graduates do are in different areas. So you might start a specific scheme, but you do a secondment in a slightly different area. So it really is two years of development. Um, and Anna mentioned there is a graduate development team um, and you over from recruitment onto them just as you start. And they do look after you that whole yeah. two years. And um, so you really are supported and um, you're not left to it once you start. You you are um not monitored but looked after yeah. um the whole way through through your mentors and um, your graduate development team and your line managers as well. And what I really love about Sellerfield is that you have different types of mentors, don't you? So you've got your personal mentor, your chardship mentor, like Omar mentioned as well. Um, so you definitely have that support network around you. Um, so guys, you've you've definitely inspired students to apply. Um, what bit of advice, I know you've kind of covered this, Anna, but if you've got another bit, chuck it in there. But what bit of advice would you give a student who's going to be starting at Sellerfield um, next year? Michael, you go first. Um, oh, it's probably a lot. But um, it's a Sellerfield is like its own little world. You're not going to yeah. understand everything the first week. You're not going to understand it the first month. Everyone's really, really friendly. So just ask questions and try to find out as much about what you're doing as you can yeah. and help you understand what we do and why we do it. Brilliant. Yeah. Ask questions. That always comes up in these webinars. Make sure you ask questions. Thank you, Michael. Ermel? Um, um, I would say get stuck in and uh, really engage with everyone, um, especially in that induction week. You're going to meet a lot of new people. Try and just really engage and uh, get to know people because... Um, Outside of work, there'll be probably your support network. Um, as as I said, there's, there's 150 people going to be there. So it's going to be a great opportunity to meet new people and uh, just, yeah, get to know people. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Emma. Anna, any, anything else? Something that you said earlier on in the webinar, which um, has really stood out to me, is, you know, make sure you obviously ask questions, but challenge yourself. And I think that's a good thing as well. You know, you, can, you could sit in, in your little bubble and, you know, just puddle on, do what you need to do. But I think challenging yourself is a, is a big thing as well, I suggest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, reflecting what everyone else has said, you know, ask questions. Don't expect mm. to know everything. It's just showing mm. that willingness to want to know. That mm. kind of comes into your application as well. If you get asked a question in your interview and you don't know, that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. just show... I want to know about that. Tell me more about that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. That's my main advice. And get stuck in as well. Yeah. As I said, you know, join everything, organise everything and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just enjoy it, yeah. You definitely come across like you enjoy yourself, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do We do have fun, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, sorry, Ginger, what, what bit of hint and tip would you give? Um... Just echoing what the others have said, really, I would say any opportunity that you get to push yourself out of your comfort zone, 
yeah absolutely take it because it will do wonders for both your personal and your professional development I mean one you'll benefit in the long term but two being on a grad scheme especially the Stellarfield grad scheme your development is always at the forefront so just never forget that really Okay, thanks, Ginger. And just to reiterate, Anna just said that interviews do work both ways. And so obviously you'll be getting asked questions, but you can ask questions back as well. So don't forget that if you are successful and go to the interview stage and meet the lovely Molly. And um, so thank you, guys. You've been absolutely amazing. Really, really enjoyed this webinar as as always. And um, hopefully we'll see you same time this year um, when we're holding another webinar. And Molly, you'll <laughs> hopefully join in as well. And um, so just a key couple of key messages to get across. So the graduate positions are currently open, so you can get your applications in now and um, be careful. Read the job description carefully and um, placements are opening um, towards the end of September, beginning of October and degree apprenticeships are opening in November. And um, so if you want to do the latter two, follow Sellafield and Gradcracker to be alerted via email and push notification. So thank you, everybody. And um, next Thursday, we're going to be joined by Cummins. And um, so hopefully we'll see you all then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.